2: Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. This is the Glen Helen wrap-up. Uh, a couple days late, but uh, hey, we had a holiday and we're busy, man. Uh, BTOsports.com, the official and proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM team with Andrew Short and Matt Gerke. Uh Free express shipping for all orders over 99 bucks inside the lower 48 states. Uh, new uh, lower fast shipping international Uh, Brand new state-of-the-art website coming soon for mobile phones and things like that, so check that out. Use the code PULPMX to save yourself money at btosports.com. Really, anything you need for your bike or body, they've got it, and they're a a proud sponsor of this, as well as uh, Foxhead, Inc. They're excited to release some limited edition gear that coincided with this past weekend's race at Glen Helen. We all saw Ken Roxon debuting the 360 Intake Limited Racewear and Instinct Boots, bright colors, uh, almost almost took home the win, but another Fox athlete, Ryan Dungey, did. For more information, head to your local authorized Fox dealer or foxhead.com. Like I said, this is the Glen Helen wrap-up. I am Steve Mathis with me on the line all the way from Boise, Idaho, the two-time German Supercross champion, two-time Montreal Supercross champion, the Jason Thomas. JT, what's up?
0: Oh, you know, another work day. Getting back in the swing of things after Memorial Day.
2: Did you see Kenny Roxon's limited edition Fox gear out there?
0: Uh, no. Is that, what, is that what he wears?
2: Yeah. yeah. He wears Fox. Oh, okay. Foxhead.com. Sure. Um,
0: I, I, I don't know how much longer that will be the case, but
2: okay. Foxhead wears it. Very, very looking good, stylish out there. JT, um, there's rumors of something lurking with you. Not lot lurking in noops. There may be a comeback coming. Uh it's possible. Yep, can possible. You, can you confirm or deny this? Um, I can't confirm
0: it because it's so far off. But I'm definitely there's definitely momentum growing <laughs> for that. There's
2: momentum yeah. going. Not yeah. a comeback to full American Supercross motocross racing. Not that.
0: No, it would just be uh, some German German stuff. And I, you know, it's it's not till November, so a long way off to say that I'm definitely doing it. But I'm I'm certainly leaning that way
2: will you wear fox gear foxhead.com for this
0: simple- i would rather i would rather be burned at the stake
2: <laughs> fantastic wear fire uh wear fire out on the track Yeah. Uh, that voice you hear my boss jason thomas's boss all of our bosses he is the voice of american motocross racerx online editor jason wygant
1: i am glenn hillen
2: <laughs> that sounded so not not enthusiastic. <laughs> I, am Allen. I am Glenn Helen. I'm Glenn Helen. It actually
1: works. At least that's a name, Glenn Helen.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, it does work. No, exactly. So uh, why can't uh, JT could be could be racing some German supercrosses? It's big news. JT, I feel
1: like you've you've always left the door open. That I thought you hinted at that during last year last year's German season, right?
0: Yeah, it's, it's been in the back of my mind. It's just uh, coming more to realism now. I I'm, I'm actually have a motorcycle on the way, and, and there are some things going on behind the scenes. I'm trying to get a deal done, so
2: it's, it's much further
0: out? down the road than it was.
1: How? A lot of ins and
2: outs?
0: <laughs> eh, just, you know, there's, there's always talk about it, but then once you actually uh, start negotiating a deal and stuff like that, and it's, then it starts to get a lot more real. What,
2: what color will you be on?
0: Uh, it would be on orange.
2: Oh, on KTM. Orange. Yep. KTM, folks. Or, or wow. is this an orange the company or-
1: guy? Remember, he had the orange sneakers round one last year. As soon as the team made the switch, he was ready to go.
2: That's yep. a good point. It's a good point. But he speaks fo- fondly of the RMZ. So that's why I thought maybe, you know, and also, too, maybe the German team is the Suzuki team, you know? So, True. Um, well, big, big exciting news, really. No doubt.
1: A lot of new things have come to light.
2: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The situation has a lot of ins and outs. Um, so, uh, first of all, Wygant, uh, you broke in a couple of new GLs on the broadcast team, uh, Georgia Lindsay, Grant Langston. What would you think? How was it? How did it go on the TV end of things?
1: I feel kind of bad for them because um, I think everyone forgot All the stuff we figured out in the five years of doing these shows, multiple networks, sometimes you're on the internet, sometimes you're on TV, sometimes it's both, Um, all these things. uh, They weren't there as all that evolved through the years. So I feel kind of bad. When you watch a show, I'm actually amazed it went as well as it did when I realized how many things are being thrown at them that they didn't even expect to see. Um, Someone probably should have, could have been me, could have been producers or someone, but like, Wait. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> give you a little primer on how this – because it's so weird. We go to commercial uh-huh. on TV, and then we immediately come right back because we're still on the Internet. Yeah. But then at some point we have to lay out here and there because there are some Internet commercials, or you want to make sure that you're not caught in mid-sentence when the TV show comes back on. Yeah. You're, you're constantly being told, start, stop, go, lay out. Right. talking, don't talk. And I think it was just confusion, like, wh- what? Huh? <laughs> no one ever explained that part. So well. they did a really good job considering – they had never done it before.
2: Uh, all you knew that you were in was they asked for your shirt size, so I wouldn't expect it to be you to tell anybody.
1: <laughs> My shirt was there. So it worked out. <laughs>
2: Didn't sound like you were in the loop either too much Wygant. get.
1: <laughs> well, what I mean is, like, it's just assumed that everyone knows it because basically everyone's done the same show for years. So
0: yeah, anytime there's yeah. a little
1: change here or there, we just all know it, and then you forget, oh, wait, we now for the first time have two new people.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Um, I mean, it really had been it been David Bailey a little bit 2009 mm-hmm. and a little bit in 10 and then really since then it's been Emmy. so all this weird stuff we do everyone just knew and we forgot that it was interesting or important information so yeah. sorry grant but he did a good job i was it was so much better watching it back on tv than i thought as we were doing. oh
2: really oh good um one yeah. thing about langston uh, i was teammates with him his first year over here and i've known him for a long time and you know he did some marine cross coverage last year say goodbye to that grant and uh he's you wouldn't think Langston would be have the ability to stop talking because he likes to talk, yep. but he's done a really good job on the TV side of making his point and stopping. He's done a good job yeah, of that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah,
1: um, I man, yeah, to have a conversation with him, he's still got it. Yeah, he can still go forever. Yep, yep. But uh, TV does a good
2: job. You know, uh, some people haven't mastered that, so it's it's a it's a it's a thing, it's a skill to uh, talk and make your point and then stop when you need to stop and let the other person talk. So. Um, Basically, what I'm saying is
1: the the fact that the show came out as good as it did, I thought he did a really good job, is really amazing considering, okay, and then he's expected to know how to do live TV. I think they did three arena cross races live last year. That's not a lot of Mm -hmm. experience. Right. They didn't do any of them this year. So he did a really awesome job. I'm like, man, if he's already 90% there, it's going to go really well.
2: Did you, what did you think of Georgia Lindsay as the new uh, pit reporter?
1: Everybody loves Georgia.
2: She's insider, man. She's she is. Did she talk about Jimmy a whole lot? I haven't watched the TV. I'm going to, after this podcast, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to finish my observations column. I'm about a quarter of the way through and I'm going to put the TV show on and watch it. And I still have not watched it as of Tuesday. So I've watched it three times already. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. I, I need wow, JT. So, how was Georgia, JT? Did she just talk about... I thought she was good. Did she just talk about Albertson a lot? This guy named Albertson, 77?
0: No, she was good. She jumped in uh, at certain points. You know, I I know we discussed it earlier. Um, I think she she will get better. She had, a, she had a couple little, small, you know, tiny oversights, little mistakes. But I, if you're not as informed, I guess, as we are, as, as involved as we are, you probably wouldn't even know. But mm. uh, she's going to be better, and she's going to get it sorted out, and, and I'm sure she'll get more comfortable. But overall, I thought she did a great job.
2: Uh, that's good. Um
1: I feel bad for the relationship with Jimmy because I think she, I'm not even joking, during lunch, after practice, she said, has anyone seen Jimmy? Does anyone know how he's doing?
2: <laughs> like,
1: it's gone too far the other direction.
2: No. Yeah. It's good, though. It's good to see that she's like that. She's into that. Um, yeah. JT, you've been uh, pretty critical of Glen Helen track in the past. Uh, but we were back uh, at Glen Helen for the first time. What do you think? What would you think of the – there's a little still a little super crossy for me but you know you don't necessarily need that thing but I thought overall it looked looked pretty good. Um track was uh, done done up pretty well.
0: I tell you what when you don't have to ride it it's incredible. <laughs> so um yeah I I really really enjoyed myself on Saturday. I had a great time at the event. Um I have been critical of the track in the past. I don't enjoy riding it. I don't feel that safe when I'm out there. But as a spectator, as a pure fan going to enjoy the event, I had an awesome time. I thought it came off well. Um, no Crowd was no good. real criticism. Crowd was
2: good. Yeah. Crowd was good, I thought. Yep. They still need to work on uh, uh, getting in and out of that place. At 7 o'clock, it was still backed up when I went to go leave. Uh, it depends on where you
0: parked. But, yes, I agree. Yeah,
2: no, I parked it right, you know as close as I can. I got there at 6.30. So yeah, it, or seven, it, so.
0: really it was just they were emptying the certain lots. Mm-hmm. And if you were in a the correct lot then you got right out. If you were further towards the track then you were obviously waiting like we were
2: yeah. yeah. I, I I turned I hung a UE and went right out of the track and had to go yep. past these road close signs and your trespassing signs and, and stop mm-hmm. signs. Uh I had to go a little off road but I ended up in this subdivision up on the other side of that hill and I zipped right onto the fifteen. It was awesome. It was my best move all day. Without it, right. well, no. My best move all day was getting a VIP to the W Wheels uh, VIP thing with the air-conditioned uh, uh, tri-tip slash uh, uh, prime rib room. So,
0: air-conditioned.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was air-conditioned too. Wow! But you couldn't see much from inside the building, so I didn't stay much time. I didn't spend much time in there. So, gotcha. Yeah, but uh, that was part of my best move. My second best move was hanging that Yui and going over those those things. Um. So, uh, yeah, why again? Uh, so TV show was okay, you are happy with it, everything, uh, it was good to get your pipes back, yeah. get back into the uh, swing of things, I guess?
1: I've said it over and over, this is, I've had a lot of different gigs at these races, but this is by far the most fun, like, I can't wait to do do it again, and then when the season's over, most people are like, uh get this thing done. Yeah. I'm bummed, I, I hate having to stop doing this, like, 12 weeks is not a lot.
2: Um, yeah. Can we get a word of the day back in? A lot of tweets requesting that. Really, huh? People liked yeah. it. I think people liked it. I don't know it was.
0: I like it too. I think it, it keeps uh, it. It gives a little involvement to the fans. I like it.
2: I, I want to start doing it again. I'd like to. Can yeah, he? it's a
0: little wink, wink action, you know. To, oh, yeah. To all the fans that oh, listen to these shows, and honestly, yeah, I think it's really cool.
2: When he squeezed it in a couple years ago, I mean, my phone—I mean, it was all caps, all exclamation points. You know what I mean? Like very excited people out there. To uh, to know that what was going on, so let's 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 throw this thing in again. Let's try to All do right. it.
1: The only, the only one I feel bad for is I think a lot of them. A lot of the suggestions are actually from Ping.
2: They were, yeah. I think the whole idea was from Ping because his TLD yeah. team did it on the podium. Um, well, let's
1: do this. We'll come up with one this week. But in future weeks, if we are unable to secure Ping for the podcast, could you at least call Ping and get him to leave one sentence on your voicemail or something with the we could do a drum roll, let's yeah. Pink Word of the Week or something, and just drop the audio
2: in. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. It, no, it was it was full credit to Electronic Pink on that one. Yep. Um, You never did get in Sperm Whale. You never did.
1: <laughs> That'll probably be his first request then. <laughs> <laughs> Unfinished business.
2: <laughs> I mean, I don't know where you would have squeezed it in, but you somehow got daffodils or something in there, or daisies <laughs> or something, so, yeah. Well,
1: uh, Sperm Whale, I think... I think he had said maybe the, the shape or size of a jump, perhaps.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Okay, let's think of a word. Whale can shaped. we go? Can we go? Uh, let's go with uh, something easy to start off. Week two, the week, week two of the races, week one of this contest. It's something, something easy. Something like. Uh, you think you can get the term "baked beans" in there? give her a shot baked beans (laughs) i mean you can refer to the camping you know you can Mm -hmm. yeah so it's
1: the old west really out there
2: yeah Yeah. staple all right baked beans that's your that's your challenge and uh we'll go forward from there um all right so let's get talking about the racing um all you jackasses on twitter i love you jackasses that you know, okay, look, I've been critical of Jeremy Martin, no doubt. Um, and same thing with, with Josh Grant. We've all talked about Grant and the way he is. When Jeremy Martin and Josh Grant win the Motos, and it's good for them, and it, they wrote fantastic, and, and props to them, and we'll get into that more, and you guys tweet me, hey, big mouth idiot, look at, you're going to get blocked. You're all going to get blocked. When, when, when you say to me, looks like Josh Grant shut you stupid Moto media people up, you're going to get blocked. Because I, I get it. I get it that you're going to say that to, to us or to me, it's myself. Um, but then please make sure you tweet and recognize all three of us and myself when we get things right. We never seem to get those tweets, do we, people? We don't, we don't get those ones. Hey, Mathis, great job on Kyle Peters last year. Don't get those ones. Don't hear that. Uh,
1: yeah, you probably won't get those.
2: Uh, hey, Mathis, Valentin Tellier. Smooth and style and speed. Didn't get any of those, you know? So, I'm just saying, people, if you're getting blocked by me, it's because you're being an idiot when things happen. That's all. That's it. Uh, so, all right, now we can move on. I've got that off my chest. So, uh, very I think busy. what's
1: unfair about it is, if you pick, I guarantee you this guy will have one good race from uh, now yeah. to the end of the dawn of time. <laughs> or whatever. It's yeah. not a fair fight. Yeah. Like... I mean, if they really want to talk trash on Grant, you could say, "Well, how were the previous 17 Supercross races? How did they go?"
2: Well, that's just you know it. what I mean. And I'm... I'm
1: not talking trash on Grant. I'm just saying in general, like when a guy has one good race and people are like, "See, he's really awesome," you'd be like, "But the but... bulk of it has been bad." Yeah, say that. The no. Same thing with Davalos. The Davalos argument is the same.
2: No, but these idiots don't realize that. And
1: that's look, what I'm saying. Like, you... your Valentine Tellier pick is terrible. Do <laughs> not hang your hat on that.
2: I'm blocking you. I'm blocking you on uh-huh. Twitter. I'm blocking right.
1: you. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it's not fair to one guy has one good race. No, and all of I know. But it's like, see, I told you he's awesome. I know. We know Josh Cran is fast on occasion. That's not the argument.
2: But you're, like, yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll, it's, it just pisses me off. It, you, why don't you guys go listen and go read other forms of Moto Media? Go listen to other Moto Media podcasts. Oh, wait, there are none. Okay, no one else has figured that out. Or go read other Moto Media sites where they say nothing. They say nothing. They say, they say, Josh Grant had a tremendous day at Glen Helen. It was great to see him up front. And then when Josh Grant sucks balls, they go, Josh Grant had a so-so weekend. No, no, no. He sucked balls. He got the whole shot, his arms tightened up, and he went backwards, and then he crashed. So you can read Moto Media and listen to Moto Media that say nothing except for just basically perform... Oral action on every rider. Go ahead, if you like that. Or you can listen to this stuff where there's three guys or four guys that have an opinion, are sometimes right, and they're sometimes wrong, but at least it's interesting. So, go ahead. Push stop. Go check out that other motor media. All right. I'm better. I'm back. Are you done? I am, Whew. but it gets me mad. Some wow. people got blocked. Some people got blocked. You
0: can never tell. You can never tell.
2: <laughs> Some people got blocked.
0: That's, that's okay. one, one good thing about you. you can never tell when you're angry.
2: No, no, no. I just, I hate that. I hate that with a passion. I cannot stand that. I'm blocking Wygant for the Tellier thing as soon as we get off the phone. Um, T.A. <laughs> T.A. All right. Hey, look, uh, uh, let's get to the races itself. Let's get to Jeremy Martin, who, without a doubt, Josh Grant's moto win was phenomenal and a surprise, and lots of surprises going on. But uh, Wygant, where in the hell was that he was going four seconds a lap faster than everybody else for multiple laps, double-digit second leads, jumping the triple, two out of three hole shots. There was a restart. The guy was just phenomenal.
1: Yeah, I can't even describe it. I mean, if someone had said Jeremy Martin wins the opener, I don't think, I don't think they would like put you in an insane asylum. Maybe he wasn't the top <laughs> pick, but to win it. I think it was possible. I mean, he came in with that kind of hype going into Supercross, and it was terrible when it started, but it ended good. And you're like, okay, the guy we thought that could win is now here. It just took a few extra months for whatever reason. But to win both like that, there's no chance. There's no chance anybody besides maybe Jeremy, maybe his mom and dad and his mechanic would have thought that. And I still would have been surprised if they did. I mean, I can't think of the last time someone – trounced the class like that but every that, lap that Dilopoto maybe stewart
2: yeah i was gonna say Carmichael. those rides that's carmichael stewart i don't even know if that's rv in the lights class probably rv was pretty good some weekends um that's phenomenal that it was
1: like 39 guys and then him it was like he was in a totally different class
2: if you're scotty atkins <laughs> how depressed are you Scotty Atkins left – that was Jeremy's mechanic for a couple of years, left Star Racing recently. Uh, now he works for Purcell. But uh, Scotty loved, loved Jeremy Martin. So.
1: I think – Have uh, a hypothetical. Yeah, I think all the mechanics and the other riders and, and people that Jeremy Martin beat are uh, are hoping this is a weirdo, freakish first-round thing. There, there's no way they're going to get – let this freak them out. They have to at least pretend. Well. Ah, it's a steal opener. No big deal.
2: I mean wh- – JT so like can we see another 1-1 I mean is this a ride where the kid just comes out of nowhere just lays it down I mean or is this sort of like a I know you said on the Pulp Show Glen Helen is it is its own track and it's easy to get out front and sprint and I I agree with you somewhat but maybe this is maybe this is the, the dawn of the Jeremy Martin era and I can't believe I just said that
0: I do think that Jeremy could win more races, and I think he will. Yeah, um, I just don't know if it's going to be in that same fashion or not. I don't. I don't think. I don't see him winning a bunch of races by twenty five seconds or whatever. I just don't see that happening. But he definitely made it known that he will be uh, a force in this championship, and and those guys have some work to do. So
2: did did wh- whoever was the media guy that asked you if Cooper Webb could have been the greatest rider of all time at Lakewood? Do you think he meant Jeremy Martin? <laughs>
1: Now, they might still no, made I think Cooper they make Web. Cooper
2: Webb. Oh, okay. They
1: still make Cooper Webb
2: because
1: that was pretty good, too.
2: Well, that's just it. So let's get on to the other Yamaha guy. Webb comes from, on the lap charts, it was 11th, but I know it was further back than that. 11th to second in the first moto. Uh, great ride. Fantastic uh, ride by that. Second moto catches and passes Blake Baggett, drops him and leaves him behind to go 2-2 on the day. Like, Webb wasn't as good as Martin, but we, he was – Sure, close to it. Like another super impressive ride.
1: Yeah, what I learned about those two this weekend is, um, obviously their success is very similar to the same team. It's like, obviously, that bike, that team, whatever it is, they, they stumbled upon something right. But they were not motoring down together in you know, week after week, day after day leading into this. Uh, apparently they don't like to ride together much. They don't ride together much. It was like they were on two separate – there were two ships in the night, and then they met at Glen Helen, and they both were on their game. So <laughs> – that makes it even more bizarre. Like if you were just thinking, well, they were chasing each other for the last two weeks and that's why they went so fast. Or they both stumbled on this magic setup. And mm-hmm. That's why they went so fast. The fact that both of them were practically on opposite coasts for the most part um, and then they rolled everybody is even stranger. And I think it also means that Webb is not – I don't think Webb's pumped about going 2-2. Like he wanted to beat him, I would think.
2: So you're saying they're not, they don't really get along that well. Like, I've
1: heard in the truck, they're fine, yeah. they're cordial. Yeah. But, uh, you know, some teams have these drills, you know, you, you've got to do motos against each other and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. they don't, I don't think they have that kind of deal going over there.
2: Did, well, I, I didn't go to the press conference. I don't normally go to the press conference in the outdoors. I'm busy working. Uh, but uh, Interviewing riders? Interviewing riders.
1: Oh, okay. Well, the press conference would be a terrible place to uh, do
2: that. I interviewed. Now, Jeremy has complained to you again about me before. Or, no, he actually hasn't, has he? Jeremy has. Matthews. Jeremy's complained about that Matthews guy.
1: Matthews.
2: Um, but I interviewed him after the race, and he couldn't have been more normal. He was not excited. He was very monotone. Just said, it's you know, going to work hard, going to try to do it again. But, you know, I'm like, hey, dude, you just won your first national. You just crushed it. It's the kind of day that riders dream about. And he's like, mm hmm, yeah. Is he, was he like that in the press conference, or was it just because he was disgusted that I was talking to him?
1: No, I think that's kind of a deal.
2: Like he—he um, he was not really that stoked.
1: No, it wasn't anything crazy. Uh, you'll when you watch a TV show, you'll see his interviews at the end. It wasn't anything crazy either. Uh, you know how we say we always make the joke in the preseason that everyone is in the best shape of their lives, and the bike is the best they've ever been, and they're two seconds a lap faster, and all that. Yeah. Okay, so everybody believes that. So. Whichever guy wins, I think all you're doing is backing up what you already thought.
2: You <laughs> right, don't right. It's
1: that crazy? <laughs> I mean, Webb says on TV, Georgia asks him, uh, "Did you expect you guys to just go out here and just go one-one, two-two?" And he said, "Honestly, yes." Now I'm sure every other team thought that too, but all they're doing is living up to the yeah. usually unrealistic expectations everyone has at the beginning of the year. They just actually did it.
2: Um, JT, what do you th- what do you think of Webb's ride?
0: Uh, I thought it was really impressive, um, strong. I, I better than I expected. Better than I think anybody expected. Um, I really, really didn't see him coming up and passing Baggett. No, uh, that second moto, that was probably the the icing on the cake as far as his day. Uh, I, I I saw him back there, and I was kind like, of ah, he looks good. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, he was just around Baggett and gone. <laughs> I was like, yeah. uh yeah,
2: right, okay. right. Uh. Oh.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously he, his ride got overshadowed by Martin's dominance, but, man, yeah. great day for him as well.
2: 25 national wins between Purcell, Baggett, Wilson, and Moosecan. 25 national wins. And they went uh, 4, 5, um, 8, and, of course, Wilson 12th. So the kids, I don't know if Colsealy's a kid or not, but the kids really stuck it to those, those guys. No one else had any national wins. All those guys. Was,
0: apparently, uh, apparently, Muskan had a dislocated shoulder yeah, Saturday morning. Yeah. You guys hear that? Yeah.
2: yeah. And then his so. knee also is still not. He's been four months since ACL, and we saw James. What did James? What was James at Glen Helen in 08? Four months. But uh, I believe it was
0: yeah, three but, and a half or
2: something. But still, okay. So that's James Stewart or whatever. But Marvin is not coming back as fast as that from an ACL. So he's still. I talked to Frankie for a while as mechanic afterwards. Um, but uh, it was certainly. Look, we've all taken shots at Hold on hold on hold what, on a second. What? Four months? Okay. That's what I that fr- can't be right. That's what Frankie told me? Yeah,
1: Frankie that can't told be the right. Same
2: thing. Why can't it be right? But
0: because he he I thought he got hurt before the season even started.
2: Mm, maybe not. no, he's supposed to do East the whole time, so maybe it was some time getting ready for East.
1: No, because he was going to race a three fifty at Anaheim one, and he got hurt before that.
2: Okay. So Frankie, Frankie is saying that uh, Well that's over five months then.
0: That's like almost six months. No, I don't
2: know. Okay, well, I don't know. Take it up with Frankie. I'm
0: just I'm just saying. It, okay. The numbers are off. That's all I'm getting. Frank at. Latham, I'm not Latham, it's anybody's fault. Frank Latham, J T
2: is calling you a liar. So make sure, you, Doing the math. make sure you tweet him. Tell him that.
0: Um But am I am I right about that? I mean it just seems like that's
1: I not thought he got
2: hurt. Thing. I thought I thought he got hurt, you know, sometime on the west coast. But if I don't remember the 350 at Anaheim 1 plan ever. But maybe Waggon could be right.
1: No, we did a, we did a Monday combo with him when he won. Where are you in Geneva? Yeah. Yeah, and that, he got back from Geneva. We talked to him, and that was the plan. And then it was like a week or two later. Okay. That was off. So that's probably like December. So it is a little weird.
2: Okay. Frank, well, you heard well maybe, was, maybe he I tore thought. his ACL and then they waited for surgery because they were thinking should we have surgery? Should we let it heal? How bad is it? Et cetera, et cetera. You know what I mean? They don't Just because you tore your ACL doesn't mean you rushed into surgery. Right? I, just, I don't know. I just okay. feel
0: like, no, I feel like they made an announcement that he was out.
2: Okay. All right. Well, we'll take it up with Frankie this weekend.
0: Um, well, you do that. I'll be busy. But we, uh, I just think the numbers are off.
2: Hey, we've all been critical of the star racing program over the years. They've certainly had their fair share of bumps and bruises and Yamaha as well. Uh, Yamaha, uh, but full props to them. New bike, new 250F, uh, they had a rough Supercross season for the most part, um, but hey, we won two and Purcell looked looked pretty good, so good to see, it's not good to see no Geico or PC on the podium, it's not like good, like I'm pumped or anything like that, but for the sport to have two star guys and then a uh, then a Troy Lee Designs guy on the podium, Weege, it's, it's a good thing as far as giving these other guys a little bit of lifeline and giving them some hope.
1: Well, I wanted to ask you guys, you know, I only get to see a very narrow depth of field. I mean, I'm literally seeing what's on the screen, and you can't, at a motocross race especially, it's probably even worse than supercross. You just get such a little perspective. The first couple laps of the first moto, I was like, where the hell is everybody? This is Jeremy Martin, Jack Bell, Matt Bishalia, Cole Seeley, and Cooper Webb fooling for the win. Yeah, Where? No offense to those guys, but we had named like 10 other dudes that were expected to win the title, and none of them were anywhere in sight.
2: They didn't get starts, and they were and they were not moving forward as fast as you would think. Baggett, Purcell, and Dean Wilson were like 8, 9, 10 forever in the first month. They moment. just weren't
1: moving up, basically.
2: They just weren't doing it. They, were, they looked like they were hauling ass. They looked like they were going fast. But then everybody else was keeping them honest, you know? Yeah, so, I remember
1: last year we were talking about the stat where it was the main guys were Rox and Tomac, uh, Baggett, and Moosecan, mm-hmm. And they were four of the top five in, like, the first eight motos of the year. It was yeah. like it didn't matter what happened, right. who was in it, where they started, what track, what weather. They were just going to get there anyway. They were so far and away above. But, but this time, I was just waiting and waiting and waiting, and I'm like, I never saw them.
2: No. No.
1: It's really strange. Who who had Zach Bell, Matt Bishalia, and Cole Sealy in the pool <laughs> for a
2: second? Yeah, I don't. I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody. Um, hey, and look. Uh, also, I think getting lost a little bit in the uh, Yamaha Blue Wave. Never thought I'd say that, but uh, Jason Anderson, JT, he had a great day. Uh, three DNF, but he would have went three three. His starts weren't they where they were. He was moving forward. Anderson looked great. He did. He
0: rode well. Um, obviously, the bike thing wasn't his fault. Yeah. So you uh, uh, had to. You know, he had to be happy with how he rode. I, oh, yeah. I'm sure he was a little bummed about losing 20 points, which is, that's a bummer. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, that's a yeah. bummer. But much improved over what we've seen. He was consistent. He was fast. He moved through the pack. Um, yeah, I mean, very, very strong day for him other than, you know, obviously the the, the issue that he suffered.
2: Well, here's where I'm getting to. Uh, Dean Wilson is out, JT. Another? Yes bad break for dean wilson so we couldn't really settle our argument that got heated there about what he can do in 250 class he's going to lose this title most likely he's going to miss a month at least huh what'd you figure
0: uh yeah i would say minimum yeah. right i haven't talked to a doctor but i right. think it's, that's that's minimum
2: oh you didn't talk to eddie casillas at all or did you <laughs>
0: i said i said a doctor
2: oh okay sorry um what about doc g You talk to him Dr. Feelgood? Any no, of those guys?
0: not him or Dr. Feelgood or They're, any Dr. Dr. G- Stu. I didn't talk to any uh, – I didn't talk to the doctor that he uh, had food poisoning. I didn't talk to any doctors.
2: Dr. Pepper? <laughs> Dr. Pepper or anything? Um, okay, so, yeah. Uh, w- and, and according to Dean's girlfriend on – and I think Dean himself, it was a bike malfunction that kind of hurt him, which that has to be about the 40th time that Dean Wilson has been hurt by a bike malfunction, which sucks.
0: Yeah, it was cutting out the whole uh, whole – not not sure exactly what lap it started on. Yeah. But it was cutting out pretty bad on him. And, uh, yeah, he went to accelerate down the hill basically to jump bumps and cut out again, sent him over the front.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, Yeah, pretty pretty
2: bad deal. So my point is uh, Porcel looked okay. I thought he was good. He wasn't great. He wasn't bad. He, he probably should have went 7-7. Seven, seven. I don't know what you're doing with your phone, JT, but it's driving me nuts. Uh, right there, there it is, that noise. What are you doing with the phone? What, what Let's continue. What, what is going on? It, it's, it's making a horrible noise. Are you going to edit this out or what? No. I'm mad about this phone making it. Weegee, you hear it?
1: Okay. I do hear it. Uh, I do a better job of hiding my anger than you, apparently.
2: Okay. Yeah. Porcel... Pur-
1: he expects audio perfection, folks. I, yes, I, I do.
2: I do. Uh, Purcell was just – he was good. Uh, here's my point, though. I think we got – I think one race isn't a trend, but Weege, uh, Baggett, Purcell, Wilson's out, Muscan's hurt. Like, this – Anderson was great. Seely, I'm not sure. I'm not sold on Seely going – he had a great race, but I'm not sold if this is for real or just a Glenn Helen thing. But – we could see the vets in some trouble here.
1: Yeah, I think so. That's why I was so high on Anderson coming in. I yeah. just feel like those guys have so much baggage. baggage, <laughs> Baggage. So much crap bad has been happening for those guys. To just assume that it's, ah, will be fine.
2: Right. Is, well,
1: um, I-, I mean, I we've just unfortunately seen it happen with Wilson, and it's not even his fault most of the time. Yeah. But we've just seen it. this happen too many times to be like just – Place your money there, nothing's going to go wrong. Same that, thing with Baggett. I think Baggett might have been a little bit off because of the eye injury, loss lost over the time, but whatever. We talked about it last year. He had his issues with the wrist, and the wrist is never going to be 100%. Yeah. That's why I felt like taking a chance on somebody else. Now, I didn't think it would be Martin to that level, but um, it is not a guarantee that those guys no. are just going to roll
2: everybody. No, I don't think you can just say, oh, you know, I mean, we talked about Martin – you know, can you do? Can you win at Hangtown? Maybe he doesn't win by you know, the dominating performance, but maybe you know, I didn't see. I didn't see any reason why we th- should think Purcell's winning anytime soon. He had a good ride, but he definitely got tired and looked like you know he he wasn't on pace of the leaders. Baggett getting caught and passed by Webb at uh, one of his tracks that he's good at. First moto, Baggett just helpless in eighth. Uh, Wilson is now out. Like where? Do, I Yeah, I don't see any hope for these guys. Baggett hauls ass at Hangtown. So maybe there's that, but those guys got to be a little worried. And if you're PC, you're down to two guys now, Weej. That's it.
1: Oh, you know, well, dude, did you walk by the truck
2: well, after the race? Yeah. What was going on?
1: Oh, I thought it was a typical, they were all gathered around the cooler and I was going to go over there to grab myself a Coors Light. I thought this is great, but I noticed that the uh, the circle was a lot tighter than usual. And then I realized, I'm like, wait. Wait, this is one of the classic Mitch team meetings that hasn't been seen in years.
2: It was it was on for a while. And no yeah. one was really moving. It was like a, a basketball timeout. You know, you got a couple seconds on the clock. Yes. And you're all gathered and the coach is diagramming the play. But it went for a long time. JT, do you, did you see that? Or were you out of there by then?
0: I was already gone.
2: So... It definitely looked – yeah, it looked like there were some serious discussions going on. So, Weege, I'll throw you this. Um, you I th- think? I'll, th- I'll throw this to you. Do they, do they fill in? Uh, do they go to the races with just two guys?
1: I think the uh, the injuries and the fill-in and all that, I mean, I guess that could happen if Wilson's out for a while, but I don't think that's what the anger was over in the first place. I mean
2: – No, but
1: – In general, they just sucked based on their standards. I mean, if D- Dean crashed, he was in, what, sixth? Right?
2: Yeah. Uh, I don't think. In the second moto? Yeah. Yeah, he was, uh, no, he was fourth. No, he was fifth because he Anderson. He was passing for fourth. He was, Anderson was, uh, no, it was Martin, Webb, Baggett. And then Baggett. fourth was Seeley.
1: You had Anderson, No, too? Anderson
2: was fourth. Seeley would have been fifth.
1: I think he was sixth.
2: I think he was sixth. I think you're right.
1: So my point is, I think that anger is more... At no point were our guys really showing what we thought they would show. Like Hill had a crap day, Baggett didn't have the. I mean, I think a lot of people just figured, oh, it's Clint Hill and Baggett's just gonna go one-one, just stamp it, done. Give him the bread plate right now. Not even close to that. But. Wilson was okay, but I mean, this was when he won the title. What was he on the podium? Like 23 to 24 motos.
2: Yeah, or 20. Going to be
1: a yeah. pair of sticks or something yeah. like that.
2: Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Wilson even not hurt. It was a so so day for him.
1: You would have never thought Wilson was just oh going to go 6 6. No, no. So I think that's where all the anger is. As far as, yeah, I mean, in our, they did lose, they have had four of six riders now out with injury, which is horrible. Uh,
2: but uh, I yeah. think the
1: anger and the attention right now is just on the general what's the problem here.
2: And uh, so, okay, so JT, you were one of the ones, I think we all agreed, but I think you made the statement that Blake Baggett leaves Hangtown with the red plate. Do you still feel that way? He's 17 down of Martin. Like, can he? You know, does he? Yeah, it was it was a little underwhelming. If he goes one one at Hangtown, which he could, he hauls ass there. He could but...
0: absolutely could. But you got You've got to think that that Glen Helen's going to be one of his best tracks. And and I know we've heard that he didn't ride very much. But when you when you are expecting that to be one of his best tracks, and he gets beat by 25 seconds, that's. Yeah. That doesn't leave a very good taste in your mouth for the rest of the series. Well, did,
2: did his eye prevent him from, you know, training? I don't know. I'm not saying it did or didn't, but it looked like he got worn down by looking at his lap times and Webb was going faster and stronger.
0: So, yeah, but there's no replacement for riding. There's okay. just not. I don't All care right. how much you train.
2: All right. Well, that's, that's why I don't train. So,
0: um, well, r- riding shape is a totally different yeah. kind of shape than, you know, um, a bicycle.
2: Too bad Bogle went down in the first lap of the second moto because he rode well. He uh, he got fifth in the first moto, and uh, Beshaglia rode well. The Geico guy Osborne got hurt. It looks like he may be out for a bit. So the Geico guys are as, as depressed as the PC guys, but maybe the expectations weren't as high on the on the on the Geico guys. But I thought Bogle was very good. Weej. I mean, yeah,
1: I think he's close enough. Where I mean. I think we do have to remind people that, especially the first year, the first race of Outdoors, but even the first race of Supercross often has weird things happen. It's like everyone's playing a guessing game to a degree on their setup and their preparation and all that. And then some people, they guess, they guess right and some people guess wrong. I mean, we've seen crazy things happen at the first round that do not happen again throughout the rest of the year. So,
2: Bogle, came
1: Bogle, you would leave and be like, that was good enough.
2: Bogle came from 29th to 9th.
1: Yeah, and he was in the battle in that um, yeah. first moto. You know, the whole way. I know it was only fifth, but he was in the hunt. So, yeah, I think he'd be okay with that. But just the opener, I think. I don't know if you could put a number on it. It's like you have to only care seventy-five percent as much as you would at mid-season about the exact
2: number where you finish. Does <laughs> that make sense? Yeah, sure. Why not? Is uh, is um, well, let's talk about Purcell. Uh, what do you think, JT? I'm a little torn.
0: Um, Practice obviously went really well, better than I expected. you were
2: very excited Um, after practice.
0: It was pretty impressive uh, to go out and be fastest in both sessions uh, and have a few, you know, multiple laps that were really good. Um, I thought that was a pretty strong statement. But then the motos were a little bit less than I expected, I'm going to have to say, just because his lap times weren't that great, and he was kind of going backwards at times, which I didn't expect at all. So uh, it was a little bit of a mixed bag.
2: He's got a ways to go.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think uh, maybe what you were saying, maybe he builds and gets better uh, as the season goes on. You know, I felt like he came out swinging. Like, his speed was great. Yeah. Um, But I don't know if it was not being used to racing in traffic or I don't really know what the the situation was. But it definitely wasn't the same guy in the motos that we saw in practice.
2: What would you think, Weege? It didn't.
1: I forget how odd he rides. It didn't look like he was trying at all. But then we had to kind of remind ourselves that even when he is, he doesn't look like he is. So then how much of it is really not trying or how much is him just looking like he's not trying even when he is? Yeah. I can't tell. But it did not look like – it looked like in the motos, he was just kind of seeing where he was at.
2: He wasn't jumping that back triple all day, going to the inside, going double, single on the inside. I didn't see him jump the triple after the finish line one time at all.
1: Wait, uh, that big triple into, like, the bank turn? Yeah. You didn't even jump that?
2: Nope.
1: I mean, I know it's big, but they had a good run at it.
2: Yeah, no, he didn't jump it. Dean. That's where Dean got him but in if the you, first if moto. You watch, if you watch, though, it was the same. What yeah. he was doing yeah, was yeah.
1: exactly
0: the same. It was crazy.
2: Yeah, no, no. Like, like I'm not saying it was slower, but it's just Porcel, right? That's just... Yeah, absolutely. Right. No, I was
0: just saying it was incredible yeah. that he could make that work and be exactly the
1: same speed.
2: Yeah, that's although crazy. Wilson did get him there, I think, in the first moto. He went around the outside of him. But... Um, yeah, just uh, I thought it, it wasn't look
1: like he was putting in a concerted effort, like my goal was to try to win this. Like yeah. I'm just gonna ride the way I feel like riding today and where I finish is where I finish. I'm not yeah. worried about who's around me or anything. I... Like even when Wilson was behind him in the second mode, it looked like he was just riding. And it was like if you pass me, you pass me, if you don't you don't. He... I'm not really concerned.
2: In practice he would come by the mechanics area down the start straight and I swear he was two gears higher than everybody else. You know what I mean? Like his bike? you just yeah. and everybody's like, eh. it's just like that's just what he does. That's what he is. It's, probably yeah. was a gear higher, you know. Probably wasn't fifth right there. Um, so yeah, uh, inter- good to see him back though. You know, interesting. He adds a definitely an, an element on uh, an element of uh, unpredictability to the races. He's got a fan on his handlebars. Did you guys see that? He has a fan oh, on what? his handlebars. Check out like this,
0: a, little, uh, a little a little man a, like a. <laughs> Someone leading the uh, fan club? What are you talking about?
2: (laughs) He has an electric black fan on his handlebars to blow air on him.
0: On the starting line. He takes it off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But still. Oh, on the starting line he has
1: it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's a different story. Uh,
2: It's still weird. It's still weird.
1: If you're one of the other riders and you're like, well, man, one thing about him, though, did he used to have problems in the heat? Is he maybe maybe I don't have to worry about him so much? That will not
2: make you think otherwise. <laughs> he, brings, he has a swamp buggy in front of him, a swamp uh, swamp cooler in front of him.
0: He's not coming out wearing all black like Fro. Yeah,
1: exactly.
2: No, uh, and and definitely like I don't think his fitness is where it needs to be. In, in late in the probably about twenty minutes into the second moto. Two to three seconds slower than everybody around him. So, you know, he's still... And and that was... People forget, but that was also an issue when he was, you know, on top of his game for Pro Circuit. He got tired. And, you know, I mean, pe- he's he's like a werewolf where the urban legends are. He doesn't sweat. He's got... No, he can't eat. He's got, uh, you know, he's got 11 toes. You know what I mean? People never really know. There's lots of rumors and stuff. But he's got issues in heat and things like that. So you can kind of see uh, that affecting him. Um we're forty-three minutes in. and We haven't talked about these yet.
1: I just feel like you need to remind people, like when Trey Canard won that title in two thousand and ten, like there was nothing at his performance of the opener that would have made you say, "No, there's a champ right there." And no. meanwhile, Tomac won that, and then Tomac blew himself out of the next race and was a, not a factor to win the rest of the year. So you just you can't go too nuts on the opener. Although yeah. winning both motors by twenty seconds <laughs> is kind of hard.
2: <laughs> it is. It's, it definitely. It, it's a. It, it's a definite statement right there. Um, Zach Bell he crashed but he got points so ran up front for a while I thought it was alright showing for that kid just to get up there and, and at least run up front and sure yeah he crashed but it wasn't a, a major digger or anything like that and Valentin Talia of course JT helping you win your fantasy league 14 points he was probably triple points so you gotta be pumped on that on that kid Um. alright let's take a commercial break and then come back and talk to 450s you guys want to do that? Let's, let's, let's do that. Uh, btosports.com racerx podcast presented by Fox Racing. Use the code PULPMX at Btosports.com to save yourself money on anything they sell, or just about anything they sell. And, of course, foxhead.com. Uh, not much more you can say about Foxhead. Debuting some new gear this weekend. Kenny Roxon, uh, some cool colors, and check them out. And we'll be right back. Listen to this Racetech commercial to save yourself money by using the code PULPMX14 on anything at Racetech. And we'll be right back to talk about the 450s. sports.com racerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Hey I want to talk about privateers and what they choose for suspension. Yeah, that's right. some of the top privateers most of the top privateers out there choose race tech. Long been supporting the world's fastest privateer since 1984. Michael lieb Vince Freeze, Chris Blows, Cody Gilmore and many other guys uh, choose uh, racetech race tech suspension and they've been a long, around a long time and their, their work stands for itself. Don't forget people. At least uh, change your oil in your new bike you and use Tech to do it. Some of that stock oil isn't that good. Uh, Tech is the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company. 30 years they've been supplying racers, riders, and tuners with the industry's best suspension products. Paul Fee, the owner of Tech, one of the smartest guys out there, and uh, the creators of the do-it-yourself gold valve kit. It's a revalve in a box. Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Racetech, go there. Make your bike handle better. Do it. Racetech.com. Thanks for listening. And we're back on the BTO Sports.com Racer X podcast show presented by Fox Racing. 450s. Uh, Wigant, well, let's start with you. Uh, Josh Grant. Let's go, Josh Grant. That was... That was something else, and that is why, folks, that is why Josh Grant will continue to make money racing professional motocross. Right there.
1: Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, it's a page out of Josh Grant's book. We've seen that exact thing so many times. But if you you do it one year and you get a ride, if you do it the next year, you're probably going to get a ride. So you can't buy that kind of speed. Well, you can. You can buy it. It costs several millions of dollars, Yeah. and there's only about four or five options. Yep. So he leaves you with another option to potentially get it on the cheap.
2: I was underwhelmed last year with his – did he get second or third at Elsinore in that first moto? Second, right? Or third? Third. Did he get third? Third. I was – okay, he led laps, he got third, and then he couldn't make the start of the second moto. I was not impressed. Like, you can't do that as a professional motocrosser. And people like, oh, he's got the speed he ran – it didn't matter to me. This, but this ride was much, much better than that with the first, first of all. So he held on to get first. And then not only did he uh, you know, make the gate for the second moto, he crashed. It looked like he was going to pull off. He pulled in the mechanics area. He straightened his bike up. He went off the track again, was way back, and came back to get 15. So honestly, this is going to sound really stupid, which you guys are ready for that from me. But I was almost more impressed with the second moto than the first moto, JT. No
0: way. No. The, absolutely not.
2: Josh Grant would have quit a lot of times. He can't yeah,
0: no, I, I'm not saying that you shouldn't be impressed by the second moto. I'm just saying there's I, no way you can be more impressed I said almost. than the first moto. I said almost. Almost. Well, okay. Because thirty seventh is in not even close, I'll give I'll give you that. Okay, no,
2: no. It's close. It's close.
0: No, it's definitely not close. <laughs> he was getting lapped. We, we, like he was the like we, they were going over the finish line together he hey, was lapped. 37th to thirty
2: fi- seventh to fifteenth. In the second moto, and wait, and and a far back thirty seven, like he was basically in the, in the parking lot. Why can you get it? You get what I'm saying?
1: I see your point, but it's not even close.
2: <laughs> okay. I know what
1: you mean, though. Like when it, when when he he's had a couple of, you know, he's done this before. I'm trying to think of like every time he's like done something spectacular like this. It almost always, in the second moto, starts with a terrible start and or a first turn.
2: What happened at Lakewood? When he, I think something happened there, too, when he went and first won turn the— turn crash. Okay. He
1: beat Chad—remember, he beat Chad straight up. Oh, yeah. He won the overall Red Bud. The next week, they went to Millville. He beat Chad straight up in the first moto, and you're like, dude, this guy is right. legit going for the title. Second moto crashed in the first turn. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, yeah, that good moto at Elsinore doesn't even go to the second moto. Like, it, just, it happens all the time. So when I saw him down, I was like— Yep.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's
1: but, Dude, he got six points out of it. Like, it was not at all what I expected. That's what happened.
2: I'm saying. It was almost as impressive as his win. No. No. It was not. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you know what? You two uh, are my esteemed colleagues, and I will admit that maybe I'm wrong. But uh, He
1: finished
0: in the exact same place he did the first moto, only minus a lap.
2: <laughs> Still, <laughs> he showed me something pulling back out of the track and, and going from 37th to 15th. That's all. Um, so the Dunge is, as the Dunge does, um, what'd you think, why, of his pass on, on his teammate, um, JT, I think, did you say last night on the Pulp Show, JT, that the only surprise was it wasn't laps earlier? Is that what you were saying?
0: Yeah, no, I, I just, uh, Dunge does what Dunge does. I mean, I, he could have made that pass a lot sooner than that, you know, kudos to him for making it happen, period, but... Mm-hmm. And you're just—you—you you could see how much faster he was than Roxen, uh at, at certain port, parts of the track, and he just couldn't find a way to force it in there. Uh, I think even Langston was <laughs> kind of getting frustrated with, uh, you know, the lack of aggression at times. But at the end, he made a count and he got the points and the win. So, good job to him.
2: Yeah, yeah. What, What do you think about Dunge's race?
1: You know what I think? Actually, almost helped. Like, he was there, m- maybe. 15 or 20 minutes in, he had caught him, and it was like, okay, he's definitely going faster, he's going to get him. And then he got messed up with the lappers, and then it was like two laps to go, and he was far behind, and I think it was suddenly like desperate, like, oh, crap.
2: Right.
1: I don't think this is going to happen. So then I think he rode like a madman in the last lap, and that's what led to all that. I mean, I figured the last place he could pass him was a triple. We were talking about with Purcell in that bank turn. Yeah. And he wasn't quite close enough, but holy crap, he scrubbed so hard and hit that jump so fast to try to get to the inside and still didn't make it, but I think it had, like, programmed him to just go balls out because he had to make up a second or so when that last lap began, so uh, I was, I mean, considering it's Dungey and considering a teammate, I think it was all kind of surprising, but like I said he was probably pissed that he had could have done that ten minutes earlier and then he almost uh, almost didn't get it done.
2: I think, uh, again, you know, going on JT's theory that Glenn Helen is easy to make time up on. I'm a little worried about the rest of the class, Wygant. Uh Dunge was a minute ahead of everybody in in uh, third place uh, in the first moto. And in the second moto, they were over 30 seconds ahead of third place. Like, yeah, that's, that's not surprising that, that dungey Roxanne went 1-2. Okay, I'll give you that. But they put a beat down on Trey Canard, Brett Metcalf, Barsha, Stewie. They put a beat down on everybody. And that was surprising.
1: Yeah, and in this case, we're talking about two of the favorites. You know, if it if Baggett and Wilson had done that in the 250s or Porcell or, or Muskan or something,
2: yeah.
1: it'd be different. But when it's Jeremy Martin, who had never won a national before, you're like,
2: mm,
1: uh, not eh, not eh. <laughs> but, mm. but when it's Dungeon Roxon who you know are going to be good every week anyway, yeah. it doesn't leave uh, much hope. But you can still subscribe to that. The opener is weird.
2: Yeah, yeah. Thing.
1: I think a lot of times – well, actually, let me ask this for JT. I feel like at the opener, especially Glen Helen, which is, can, gets pretty sketchy at times with hills and you can't see half the time in the second motos and stuff, do you think that some guys are like, they'll get into a spot, they'll realize the setup isn't where they want it, the track's sketchy, and they're just like, screw it, dude. I'm just going to finish where I'm finishing. More than other rounds.
2: JT. Mm. No he's, got no, he's got no comment on that.
1: Just blew him away. Oh, I thought you were asking
0: Steve. Sorry.
1: Oh, no. Do you think that happens at Glen Helen and the opener where guys are like, dude, there's no reason to try to wind the crap out of this thing all the way around the track. I'm just going to um, take it and get testing.
0: Yes and no. I, I think that the opener in general, guys are doing the proverbial, I can you know, lose the championship, but I can't win it. Yeah. So there's always that. Um, but I think to at Glen Helen, the track, you have to respect that track. So – if you're just not feeling that good or you're, you don't feel like your setup is on point, which I, I, I strongly feel like James Stewart was in that situation, that's, a, that's an easy track to send yourself to the hospital in a hurry. So I just feel like a lot of guys fall into that. They're like, oh, man, I, it's, just not, it's just not happening, and I'm, I'm really not looking forward to stacking myself up down one of these hills. So <laughs> they just kind of deal with it and move
2: on. Yeah, Dean Wilson's crash was ugly, right, JT? He said no one it got wasn't on good. the film. But, yeah, yeah, it wasn't good. Um, hey, uh, I, also,
1: I would take a little of that in the in those massive gaps that they had.
2: As a oh, sorry, Weege. go ahead.
1: Just those massive yeah. gaps that Dungey, Roxon had. I would, I would take a little of that in there. Where if you were, say, you were a bar show or a steward or somebody like that, and you weren't maybe quite happy with the way things were going, mm-hmm. that you're just like, I'm not trying to keep him in sight today. Just pull away as far as you want. I'm not even worried right now. Yeah, I I'm mean, to not crash.
2: A third place is five points back of first place, whether it's two minutes or point uh, five seconds. You know, so there is that theory. I, as a former mechanic, I can speak to the fact that a lot of times if your bike works like shit at Glen Helen, and it's certainly a tough track to, to set up for, don't worry about it because it's the only animal out there like that. Hangtown is a bit like it, not as rough, not as gnarly. Although recently, Hangtown, with the water and the ripping, it gets pretty bad. But uh, once you go East Coast, then then you'll start seeing your bike settings be better. So... um. What did we think of Stu, uh, JT? Your, your, you mentioned you don't thought didn't think his bike worked very good. It didn't look
0: that great, no. Um, I was watching, I was on the downhills, uh, that side of the track, and I was watching pretty close, and it didn't look that great. It looked like, honestly, it looked to me like he was avoiding bumps, um, which is a great theory, but it's hard <laughs> to go fast, yeah. you know, at world, world-class pace doing that, so that was the kind of the bye-bye got is he wasn't thrilled with how his bike was set up and he was trying to avoid the sections that would get him into a lot of trouble. And therefore he was kind of losing time, uh, in those wow. sections. But like you said, Glen Helen is, um, probably the toughest track you could ever have to set your bike up for. And I know, I know you spoke to John, Johnny Oler about that. And, and I agree very much, uh, that if you set your bike up specifically for Glen Helen, you're probably going to hate it for the next 11 races. So, uh, you just try to find something you can work with, um, something that's rideable, and and then just know that your bike's going to get better from there on out.
2: But having said that, JT, he goes six six. Like, don't you, I have more respect yeah, for? Yeah, wasn't it wasn't great. I, yeah, I, have more, sure. I have more respect for Stu. That okay, so his bike wasn't set up. He's still better than a six six. You know what I mean?
0: Like, well, he would have been too if he wouldn't have run into Canard. It would have been better than six six.
2: Yeah, I guess. Do you think the fly racing gear distracted him? Its beauty, and he had to, I think he just wanted to get so close. He wanted to get to it, closer, he was hoping that, right.
0: that he could steal some off of Trey while was, they were
2: both down. Transfer of power, Weege? Do you think James was trying to do that?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, trying to. He, he's obviously desperate. <laughs>
2: he's he's going to ram into the back of this guy's bike. Um, hey, by he the way, l-
1: pass him. So maybe James was thinking yeah. a little more of that.
2: Uh, are we? I'm happy with Trey Canard's ride. Pretty good. Like you said, JT, he hadn't gone down. I think he would have got a fifth, I think, right? I think I had him a fifth uh, when he went down. Um, third overall, though, nothing nothing wrong with that.
0: No, and, yeah, it would have been better. He would have probably been, what, you know, five three or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, not a bad day. Uh, I, I think that he wasn't thrilled with the day. But when right. you're leaving in third overall, um, you know, yeah. I don't think he had much for the other two anyway. It didn't look like that to me anyway. So,
2: Have have either of you two... When you take that in, okay. Let's go ahead.
0: I was going to say, when you take that into account, that it didn't look like he had much for either of the other two, I guess that was kind of the best possible
2: result, right? Right. Do either one of you two ever remember something happening, like the chain gate we had this weekend, where two riders' chains broke in the same spot, in the same lap, within 15 feet of each other?
1: I, I didn't realize that. You didn't know that? No, I mean I knew they were. Yeah, I knew they both went out, but I didn't know it was the same place, like the same time. Yes. Oh yeah,
2: yes. it was like
0: ten seconds apart.
2: It was incredible. Yeah. It was. I thought something. There was like a bomb going off there or something. Um, yeah. So both guys just they, the Honda Dan Bentley told me you know the Honda sprocket uh, lost teeth. They lost some teeth off their sprocket and the chain broke, so it was rocks. Uh, I don't know what the BTO guys said. JT, did you find out? It wasn't a derailment. It was broke too. So.
0: Yeah, I would assume it was the same thing. I didn't two, ask, but it has to. I mean, I'm two, uh, two speculating it was the same.
2: Two different chain companies as well. One was a DID, and I believe that the BTO guys use uh, uh, um, RK. So RK, I think. Yep. So, um, yeah, so two different chain companies, two different bikes, same track, same spot on the track. Just one of those things, man. And you know that both guys had a brand-new chain on to start the day. So, you know. Oh, of course. I read the thing on Vital MX. There's lots of experts on there. Talking about how these companies were no good, but uh, to that I say say, suck it. One of those things. Uh, When are you two going to finally come around on Brett Metcalf? You constantly talk shit on him. Neither one of you two like him. He loves my articles. He thinks I'm the best rider in the sport. But neither of you two will just ever admit it. It just kills you. I'm kidding, of course. But hey,
1: we, we expected him to suck balls.
2: <laughs> suck it, balls. Yes, here. yes. Hey, a good day for him though, JT. Four five. Just does what Metcalf does.
0: Pretty strong day. Yeah, um yeah. he went uh what, five four?
2: Uh four five.
0: Okay, four five, yeah. Um yeah, great great ride from him. I, I just, it's honestly about what I expected. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just solid, you know, not blazing speed. You know, Stu passed him at one point and and put some time into him, but then Metty just came back and showed Stu who was in better shape, basically. Yeah, Uh, yeah. That's what Metcalf does. I mean, that's his strength. He's maybe not the fastest guy on the track, but you know he's going to be there at the end, and you know you're going to get a solid result from him, and typically he's going to be in the top five.
2: All these guys, and uh, uh, there's all these jackass managers out there that just have these riders. And then there's Metcalf, who just can't get a ride. I'm just shake my head at that. He's just... on
0: Factory Kawasaki? Well,
2: yeah, as a fill in, only because Ryanville Porto got hurt.
0: He's got a deal for the whole summer.
2: Uh-huh. Okay. I'm gonna,
1: I'm gonna I think I've I think i texted you to this one, you never answered.
2: Mm. What?
1: What exactly is the difference between the amount of rides that Metcalf has had and the amount of rides that Davalos has had?
2: I didn't answer that. I don't like that tone of that text. I don't like what you're implying. It was
1: Metcalf's first year of the factory ride in the United States? I don't like what,
2: what, you're, what you're implying with that text. Was it
1: 2003 that Metcalf got his first? Um, I, I think,
2: think so. so, KTM. Yeah, 2003.
1: Yeah. So from 2003 through what, 2012, he had a factory ride?
2: Um,
1: yeah, last year was the first year he could not get one. Okay. Yeah. He really is getting screwed. You're right. He only had nine years where he was getting a factory ride. Only had nine years. No, How many races did he win? I didn't say he got
2: screwed over in his, in, his, in his life. I'm saying he got screwed over, you know. But you're
1: saying, like, what is wrong with these teams, the industry? Why do they keep passing him up? Like, five different teams hired him for a total of nine years. And he did not win any races until the very end. So was he really getting screwed? I
2: don't want, want to talk about really this out. it. This conversation is over. This conversation is over. I don't want to talk about it. He had a factory drive KTM. Okay, Post we got therapy. it. Yeah, all right, Sherlock. Omaha, we we, we got it.
1: Factories is a key. Geico. Geico. It's not like he's Weston Pike out here who's just killing it year after year, and then him and his dad are in a van.
2: Pike's shift gear looked good, Wigant, huh? Didn't you think?
1: Speaking of sh- shifting subjects. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't want to talk about this. Um. Stop it. I don't I like your –
1: Awesome, and he's a good guy, and he works hard. I don't like your it's stupid a hard sell to say that he's been screwed. I don't
2: like your stupid facts, your stupid knowledge.
1: Every brand has employed him for at least two years <laughs> and paid him a lot of money.
2: He's still getting screwed. He thinks I'm a good writer. Oh, um, uh, let's take it to JT on the next two subjects: Pike's gear and, and Reed's finish. What do you think, JT?
0: The gear was bad. <laughs> the ride was satisfactory.
2: I was talking to Louie Pike, and he said, uh, still some adjustment for air forks for Weston.
0: Yep. I think uh, we'll go to the the elementary school grading system, mm-hmm. of like uh, kindergarten, where you get an O for outstanding, S for satisfactory, U for unsatisfactory. You... And that's really all there is.
2: Hold on a second. Uh, that's how you guys got graded?
0: I think in kindergarten, that's what you get.
2: I never got that. Work we arts. we did not get that in kindergarten in Canada. Anyways. Uh yeah. Okay. okay. All right. So
0: Anyway, well So, I would have given Chad Reed an S for satisfactory.
2: Satisfactory? Yeah. And JT like you you'd be he did not have much time on the bike.
0: Uh no, I mean no. two weeks max, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh and that was having to take some days off because his hands couldn't handle it and, you know, as far as blisters and you always have to keep in mind that you're going to have to race on Saturday, so you can't just kill yourself um, leading up to that week either. So, definitely not a lot of time
2: riding. Oh, Chad's hands hurt. Chatty, waddy hands hurt. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm going to tell him you said that. Don't tell him. That. I'm kidding. Uh, so, hey, Barsha would have went 4-4, by the way, which is a good day for him if his chain hadn't broke. Right? He was alone. He was all alone, wasn't he? Yeah, I think so. So he probably would have got probably went 4-4. Four, four. Um, Jake uh, Weege, uh Nicoletti's not happy with you right now. He is not happy with you.
1: We're all going to be in trouble. You, you revealed to him that there's this <laughs> epic group text between the three of us and John Knowles from Scott. You revealed that. He Now all he's got to do well, is grab one of our phones at some point, and it's done. So,
2: uh, fired. he. Nicoletti watched the Racer X Motocross preview videos we put out, and in one of the videos, I don't remember this, but apparently I was begging him, just, Phil, don't crash. Stay off the ground. Don't crash. And then he told me afterwards, so you know what I did, Mathis? I went out on press day, and I just ate crap. And I said, I know! Why Gant texted me that? And then he was looking at me like, huh? And I sort of blew it without really realizing it. And I'm like, oh yeah, 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 why well, Gant said, Phil's down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't worry, Phil crashed.
2: Don't worry, Phil crashed. Just, just as press day was starting. But he stayed up at Glen Helen, went 11-11. and he And he he does not like that place, that track, or anything. Uh, remember Noel said he was working with Phil to, to, so Phil stayed more positive? Uh, Noel? Noel said that. Noel of said all people. <laughs> Noel said he was working with Nicoletti to be more positive in his interviews. Well, I got news for you. That has failed. That experiment is over done
1: i feel bad for phil because he got that good start uh it just wasn't working uh i mean he said he had stomach cramps or whatever he had to go to the bathroom and he doesn't like to track. whatever it was like not the time to get that start
2: right right
1: those guys were all over him and then just blowing by him yeah. and i just felt
2: bad how about the what a day for yamaha and look yamaha has always been affiliated with glenn Helen in a way they've always been a big sponsor they've had at every national the yamaha dealers have a Special area. There's something. Is it a Yamaha hill or what is it? Is Yamaha breaking bumps. There's a there's a there's a section of the track named after Yamaha.
1: Yamaha breaking bumps. Really.
2: What? Is, whatever it is.
1: And who wants the, the breaking bump
2: sponsorship?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Not a chain company.
2: Yeah, really. But anyways, <laughs> they've always been affiliated with with Glen Helen. and they were back. And in a way, Yamaha was back again. We've given them shit, but. Good starts by Phil in both motos. Grant got the whole shot of Moto One. The Yamaha, the 250 guys we've talked about. It's good to see Yamaha still alive and well, still figuring it out. It's good. I mean, JT, the the power on the 450 of the JGR guys. I mean, we've been saying it all Supercross season. The bike looks fast.
0: Yeah, I think both bikes proved their merit uh, with your engines, uh, the 450 and the 250. Uh, it was it was. Fairly easy to see that they, they have their engines figured out.
2: We have a problem on the score sheets. Why get, uh, can you please let MX Sports know? Um, it, what's the problem? Kyle Chisholm is sponsored by Jeff Ward Racing DNA in Kawasaki.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> none, of, none of those
2: companies pay. <laughs> um,
1: I do have a Jeff Ward story, though.
2: Oh, do you? Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. Wardy, um, the consummate racer championship guy. I saw Josh Grant's dad on Saturday morning, and I'm like, What are the odds that your kid gets one of the whole shots today? I think that's a pretty good chance that out of that Talladega home track, whatever, he's going to get a whole
2: yeah. shot.
1: And he's like, Oh, I think he's going to get two. I think he's going to get two. I think he's from like Hangtown 2004, where he just hole shots and checks out. And then Wardy was standing there, and he just goes, Yeah, I'd rather just start second and win the race and then win the title.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just want, want, wah. wah, wah. <laughs>
1: I mean, it's just Wardy. Like, right. he's 53 years old, but he's still gnarly. Still thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. I think we we were talking in the press box of uh I think it was Houston. Remember he's sitting all by himself. Yeah. In the corner. And uh, I was like, I think you're more nervous than Anderson. He's like, I just like winning championships.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, Wardy. Yes, you do. Um, you know who you know who one of those guys is in danger of getting blocked? Like I spoke about earlier. Was, uh, is Kenny Watson, our, our beloved friend, Kenny Watson, who texted me and said, boy, you guys ate crow about Tedesco. And, <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, we talked about this on the Pulp Show a little bit. Like, he got ninth, he rode well, good job by Ivan. What did we say he'd be, 12 to 15? Like, were he went 13-9. It's not like he just blew us all away. But Kenny's one of those guys.
1: No, I was actually impressed.
2: Yeah, it was good. Where did he oh, That was good. Where did he start in the second moto? He uh let me see here, the first lap. He came around pretty good. Oh wait, that's 250 class. He doesn't ride that anymore. Hold on.
1: I think our argument on Tedesco is will he go through all 24 rounds healthy?
2: Well, JT was saying, you know, he's a 10th to 15th place guy. And I
1: I'm... I'm saying you can't yeah. say came that we were incorrect after round 1 because our point wasn't that he sucks at riding. Our point yeah. is that he gets hurt a lot. Came
2: around so, came around the first if you lap. You
1: want to text us after Utah, when he does all twenty-four motos healthy, which he hasn't done in a long, long time, then we will be proven wrong.
2: Came around fifth in the second moto, so not 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 so bad uh, off the start, anyways. And and he looked, uh, he held it. Well, you know, he's not a fifth-place guy, but he still held it pretty pretty together to, to finish in the top ten. Oh, he rode good. Um, about it. Yep, Andrew Short, JT, uh, broken chain the first moto, second moto he ate crap right in front of Chad. So bad day for Andrew Short. Yeah, typical
0: Andrew fashion. He was totally fine. At the end yeah. of the day, smiling, yeah, yeah. laughing. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, know, it wasn't. Right? I think he was happy with how he rode. He he said a few times to me, and I heard him say to other people. I think you as well that he he felt great. Like he felt like his speed was good. Mm-hmm. He was passing people, so I think he was just trying to look at the silver lining of it. But on paper, it was a atrocious day. Clearly.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think he was happy for Jeremy Martin than Jeremy Martin was for himself. Um. Uh, Albertson, Uh, 17-17. Who had Sean Collier getting 12th in the pool? Was he even listed, JT, on your Fantasy Moto dork charts? He was, and he was actually on my team. Oh, so you killed it again. You killed it again. (laughs) I did win. Why again? You know our pre-race, Pulpcast we do, Fox Racing, pre-race? Yep. Uh, Dan Truman took your spot.
1: Uh, Georgia's spot, too, correct?
2: Yes, and Georgia's spot, too. And Truman and JT, almost at the same time, we were looking at the qualifying sheets. They both said at the same time, Sean Collier will not finish one moto, but he will do well in one. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> there's
0: just what he does.
2: Stripes on a zebra, spots on a cheetah, and Sean Collier, <laughs> JT, right? <laughs> it's like
0: saying me and me in two thousand seven was I would get a bad start and move forward.
2: Right. Just, yeah. That's just, just what we do. <laughs> what he does. Uh, I saw twelve thirty
1: eight for his results. I was scared because this is a guy who had Hangtown two years ago, maybe last year. He did the exact same thing, but he almost like heat stroked himself to death, but still rode to second moto. So yeah, I saw twelve thirty eight and twelve thirty eight. I'm like, oh god, please tell me he's alive.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, Chishol- anyone know what happened in the second moto? <laughs> I don't know. I, th- he in the hospital somewhere? He crashed
0: or? early. I don't. I, some yeah,
1: he was done within right. a couple laps.
2: Uh, Tommy did
1: Truman just give each other the nod.
2: <laughs> I think they did. Yeah, they. Uh, I lost some money to Dan Truman uh, Weege in the first moto. He comes to me before the start and goes, uh, how much you want to bet Josh Grant leads the first lap? And I go, you're on, five bucks. I got 39 guys, right? He's got Josh Grant. Grant comes around in, in the lead. He goes, uh, you want double or nothing Then he leads five laps? And I'm like, yes, you're on. Now it's $10. <laughs> Grant comes around after five laps. He goes, double or nothing, Grant is still leading after 18 minutes. This was, you know, whatever, five lapses, nine, ten minutes. I go, you're on again. Now, on. now, Now we're 40 in the hole. 18 minutes comes around. Josh Grant is in the lead. He turns to me, double or nothing that Grant wins. And I, I'm like, nope. I'm good. I am done. I'm cutting my losses. So, <laughs>
1: it would have been
2: $80. It, it would have been, but I, I cut it at 40 I was just like, okay, I know, when, I know when to say when.
1: See, this is why you're blocking people on Twitter. Like, you have this much anger over the Josh Grant performance.
2: You have to reveal that. <laughs> no, yeah, no, yeah, It's okay off because you forty bucks him doing this good. I won another bet for twenty off the same guy, so I am only in the whole twenty. But uh um yeah, it was uh it was something something else. It, um,
1: I, that's what I was saying when I was talking to Grant's dad. I just felt like, oh, that crazy first turn, first race of the year, everyone's just going for it. Mm-hmm. Who's probably the most likely to grab the whole shot here?
2: I forgot to think about who was happy and living in the now. I blame myself. I only blame it had myself. To be at that point. I only blame that myself. That was your downfall. It was. Who's happy and who's living in the now? Josh Grant. Of course he's going to lead. So, anyways. Um, how's Chase Stallo feel about Tommy Week? Is he okay? Are we okay with that? Do we build on that?
1: What do you get? A 14th?
2: Um, no. A 14th? Uh, yeah, 14th in one moto. Yeah.
1: That's pretty good. And Chase Stallo's other guy is PJ. Peter, Peter Larson.
2: Oh, PJ Larson.
1: Yeah, P.J. Larson was there.
2: I like P.J. Larson. Yeah,
1: he, he did okay. 18th. Yeah. JT, if you're you, coming off the couch and you get top 20 international. You're doing all right.
2: JT, you also had Cyril Coulon in your pool, did you not, in your fantasy moto? I did. Yep, did I you did. just pick the – JT's fantasy moto, T.A., Tellier, Collier, Koulin. Oh, come on.
0: Jackson Richardson. <laughs> oh,
2: really? So, you just go with these guys that are triple Blake points. Blake Savage. Uh, did you pick yep. any rider that was like a name, a household name? No. <laughs> but now you don't get any points. Uh,
0: Chisholm Chism- would have been the, uh, the closest to the that. Big, Chisholm was the highest uh, <laughs> like on the totem pole.
2: So, Coulon didn't get any points though, so you got nothing.
0: No, I got double points, both motos.
2: Oh, so he doesn't have to score points.
0: No, no, he was a red handicap uh, eighteen.
2: So he had to get thirty eighth, twenty eighth or better. Yeah, twenty twenty eighth or better. No wonder why you won. <laughs> Picking these guys. Did you have Sergey Astekin from Russia?
0: No, I'm still mad about that whole Drago deal.
2: Oh, okay, all right. Um, all right. anything Kriar else? Meats was back. He was, but he's not Krayer he He's not Kriar Meats anymore. Oh, he's
0: always Krayer Meats. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Mikhailoff racing.
0: Krayer meets is the stench you can't wash off.
2: Uh remember when we made him a logo for it with a drumstick and everything? And we made <laughs> stickers for him and, and we had the drumstick and the stickers and Krayer meets
1: Didn't we find out it was like an an unopened warehouse in Florida, like the address traced to nothing? <laughs> yes. Or something like that
2: Yes, a guy went there, a listener went there to the address and it was just a Empty warehouse. There's some sketchy stuff going on. It was a, it was a, it was a front for the it. KGB. There's bags of coke stuffed in drumsticks <laughs> going across the. I don't know, but it was pretty funny. You're right. I remember that. Um, if
1: you look at that 17th through 20th, look at their sponsors in 450s.
2: Yeah, like yeah. A
1: Dry cleaning service. No,
2: no. Jimmy Albertson. A Jimmy bee-
0: packing Al- plant. Jimmy
2: Albertson Racing. Uh, weak Racing. Norin MX. Mikhailov Racing. <laughs>
1: That's all you need to know.
2: That's it. Howell Racing, Lewis Racing, Crimea. <laughs> Crimea. Crimea. Hey, did you guys see uh, Dirt Candy uh, got new gear? No. Yeah, he did. He had new gear. I saw it in practice. Candyman. Candyman. Yep, got new gear. So I was pretty pumped. Candyman was looking sweet. Yep. Did you have anything to do with that? I don't know. I need to ask uh, Keith if I did. Uh, I know he talked to the regional guy and everything else, and the regional guy thought that he got him gear, but then that that candy man only liked certain colors. So no kidding. <laughs>
0: Shocker. It only comes in two flavors. <laughs> That's right.
2: Well, um, all right. Well, we need to get Chisholm's sponsors changed, and can we get the and also on the um, on the list? I'm going the... get
1: Chisholm some new numbers. Did you see the numbers?
2: He got them for the they motos.
1: Were
0: terrific. He I got... texted you guys about this.
2: Yeah, he got a new set for the for the motos. He he only had those for practice.
1: They looked so. They were electrical tape. It looked so bad. Terrific.
2: He bought them at Malcolm Smith Motorsports. He said they're the only ones that they had.
1: And then they were like, <clears throat> they were so far apart. They were like they were. 11 with like uh, three feet of space between the ones.
2: It's a good point. Never mind the way that. It was like
0: he was like 101, and then the, the sign-up people told him, nope, we got a 101, what what else can you be? He's like,
2: how about 11? Uh, after the race, I asked Alex Martin, when he was standing by Phil, I said, where's the good Martin? I want to talk to him. Where's the good Martin? <laughs> Poor troll. <laughs> Probably never going to talk to me again. Oh, well. Uh, you alienate
0: the only Martin that likes you.
2: I know, right? <laughs> uh, listen to Phil and him talk. It's pretty funny. So Phil liked it. He retweeted my comment about that. Um, Cunningham is going to do the whole series, by the way. Keep people are wondering Motor concepts. Michael Lessie did not race. And sweet Jesus, the theories, why Gantt, that was going around about that. Oh,
1: Well, as always, they can't be subtle about setting it up. I think five times. Between Thursday and Friday, Mike told me, "Yeah, just not even sure if I'm going to race. Not even sure if I'm going to race. He just kept saying it."
2: Before, okay, before the Usada meeting,
1: yeah, Thursday uh, press conference, one o'clock. Okay, the Usada meeting was until Friday at three. And I'm like, "Hey, man, what do you? Uh, what's the plan here? I don't even know if I'm going to race. Really? Yeah, depends on how I feel Saturday morning. Just depends on how I feel Saturday morning." Well. <laughs> I mean, you could probably do really well. I'm like, what if you go 1-1? Are, are you still racing Canada? He goes, well, that's easy to say. That's not easy to do. I mean, I don't know. I don't think David Coons likes me, and I don't even know if I should race. It's just a warm-up for me anyway. It doesn't matter. Oh,
2: so then they go out and ride. Okay, so this gets so better. Like, this gets better. Yeah, All right.
1: Like two hours later, they go out and ride. I see he's got his bike leaning up against the post. I'm like, okay, so are you feeling better now? No, I don't even know. It just depends on Saturday. How am I going to feel on Saturday? I don't know if I'm going to race.
0: <laughs> a lot of smoke and mirrors.
1: <laughs> yeah. Just kept setting it up. And then at one point, he said, of course I'm going to race. He goes, it's 50-50 at best. And I said, not even 51? And he's like, no, I'm going to race. I'm just kidding around. And I'm like, oh, okay. But then he kept going back to it. And then we had the USADA meeting on, um, again, the USADA info session on Friday. Mm -hmm. It it was pretty impressive, actually. Um,
2: Yeah, I wasn't there, and we talked about it on the Pulp Show, and everything I talked about was through the words of you who was there. Oh, great. Well,
1: Well, (laughs) Yeah, like, I mean, I was only telling you jokes for the most part.
2: <laughs> I acted like it was serious.
1: It was good stuff, actually. If they, the A lot of the worries that I think all we, we all had, it's much more straightforward and, and fairly clear about how to avoid trouble. Um, you know, they said, like, oh, there's a, hu- a huge-ass list of things that you can't have in your system. And then they even explained some, okay, it is possible that cough medicine might have this, but the amount of cough medicine you'd have to take to go over the line would be a ridiculous amount, and then there's a hotline that's twenty four seven available if you're out at a, a drugstore store and you're not sure about this cold medicine, call them it's, it appears there's a lot of mechanisms in place to prevent um,
2: they, they said in the meeting they are not out to bust people like they don't they're yeah. not they're not on a witch hunt here
1: yeah and and they said the if you look at the amount of people that have been busted for the amount of people that they sports they test and athletes they test uh-huh it, it's, it's not really that bad. Plus, they are – the penalties are on a case-by-case basis. And then they passed out a sheet of paper that showed the different people who are penalized this year. And some of them are just the restrictive results in an event. Some right uh, famous bicyclists I think you've heard of as a lifetime ban and everything in between. <laughs> right. So they're very – their point is that we try our best to be clear with what's legal and not. We give you a phone number and an email if you're not sure. The penalties revolve. We're, we're trying not to – catch anybody off guard. Um, And I think that answered a lot of the the fears. How scared did we have Enignap?
2: (laughs) Yes, yes. Very, very concerned.
1: Very concerned that his Claritin was going to lead to a lifetime ban.
2: (laughs) He was. He was. Poor, poor Seven Deuce Deuce. (laughs) Very
0: scared. Better check into that Black Forest ham.
2: (laughs) Maybe that's why cheese is so whack. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so there was one rider asking a lot of questions at the USADA. Well, ahead. the
1: first person to ask, and it was a legitimate question, was, was Michael Essie. It had a legit question because they said that, um, you know, a lot of the, the hardest thing to figure out is supplements that you get at, like, a health food store, like a GNC, because they are not FDA-regulated. So they don't have to be as truthful with their ingredients, and, and they can pretty much lie if they want. <laughs> right. um, so you really have to be careful and use the hotline and even do some Internet research if you have to about people who have used this before. Um But I think Mike had a solid point where he's basically saying, like, you know, we're athletes in here. Everybody's probably using a supplement of some sort. How could you say that? We're just supposed to know that it's okay. Uh And Plus, I mean, definitely they were going to be tested potentially the very next day, right? You're not going to clean your system out. Yeah. Um, Just because someone handed you a card at 3 o'clock on Friday and said, okay, now you can't have this. But you didn't know that.
2: But they kind of said they weren't going to test. They strongly hinted.
1: Yeah, I think they made that. I mean... I think they know that would have been completely unfair. Yeah. They just have the right to test at any time, and they're they didn't say they're not going to come out and say, we are not testing tomorrow. Go for it, boys.
2: So how does this all work into Michael Alessi not racing?
1: Well, all I know is he didn't race, so I have no idea. Like, that's just one of the theories. I wasn't the one that put the theory out there, but there are a million theories,
2: right? Well, with the Alessis, nothing is ever as it seems, and people... It,
1: exactly. Like, why would, I don't know why he was setting up. He kept being so adamant. <laughs> Him racing on Saturday will depend on how he, how he feels Saturday morning. And I was even discussing different breakfast He's items gone. with him. Right. I, I, I don't understand. I don't know if it had anything to do with the USADA deal. He was setting it up 24 hours before that.
2: Yeah. So.
1: Why would he not race? I don't understand.
2: I don't know. But
1: then I was told like that, that Tony what had a video a of voice. him puking Saturday morning.
2: That's what I was told, too. Yes. That he was showing everybody a video of Mike puking, which Everyone. is which is odd and bizarre in itself. Like, I don't, I don't, does Tony you have a, saw
1: a video of Villapoto at Toronto? Everybody was kind of assured, <laughs> okay, if he's not here, he must be sick. Like, Do
2: why you, would he not does, be here? Does Tony have a go-to video of Mike throwing up? Uh, yeah, does any, it have a date
1: in the date right.
2: stamp? Can, can you get him to hold a newspaper with today's date while throwing <laughs> up?
1: <laughs> Here's Mike puking on today's paper. <laughs>
2: It's just so, as as with anything with them, it's just, exactly. I mean, How many? oh man, so good times. He
1: could legitimately have been sick, but because of all the stuff that's happened, you just don't know now. There's
2: like drug ring inside of MX Sports. Oh, just, you just don't know. So you saw the yeah. thing went well and everybody was pretty pretty okay with it?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like I said, yep. compared to what it probably, what everybody probably thought it was, um, yep. I thought it was pretty cool. Like a lot of the, thing, I think in general it's like, man, how are you really going to pull this off? Right? How are you really going to catch the right guys and not catch the wrong guys? But it actually sounds like
2: mm-hmm. this
1: is a high end organization. It actually sounds like they had some pretty good answers.
2: <laughs> it's a high end organization.
1: <laughs> something <laughs> yeah.
2: something we're not used to dealing with in our sport. It's a high end organization. These guys are like these guys. I hate
1: to say it, but I think there is a hint of that, yes.
2: Right, that's what I mean. The way you said it was (laughs) like we don't have a lot of high-end organization in our sport. (laughs) Just saying, I'm just putting it out there. All right, Uh, Glenn Helen, wrap up. JT, anything else? You got anything else to add? Can you? Um, um, Baked beans is the word. Baked beans. Reminder. I'll put it on Twitter too. I think. I think that's all I got. Um. Please let us know your fantasy picks next week. I got to see how this works.
0: Oh, I, I, will, I will fill you in, but it will not be before the motos start. I promise you that. Why? Because you will spread this info.
2: Oh, no. I don't care. I play my Pulpum Fantasy League. It's a league of dorks. We pick real riders, though, like good riders. Well, top five, I should say. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, BTO Sports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Huh. Official gear of Weston Pike. And Ivan Tedesco, Dunge, Roxton, many more. Jimmy Dakotas. where's Fox? Uh, Jason Wygant, Jason Thomas, thank you very much for joining us, and we will see you guys all at Hangtown.
0: See ya. See ya. This has been the BTOsports.com podcast show presented by Fox Racing.
2: Even harder, jump farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, it, if it hadn't been there. The hurricane,
0: Bob Anna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely, 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much